Today's episode is sponsored by the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast, where Sam La Liberty takes you on her journey of becoming a nomadic entrepreneur. Now we talk about working from home, making your own schedule, and just having residual income all the time. The Freedom Lifestyle Podcast teaches you how to work from anywhere in the world, whether you're a full-time employee or a full-time entrepreneur. With four hit seasons and a fifth one on the way, check out the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast today and learn what being free means to you. This is Big Dreams, Small Pockets, a business and lifestyle podcast where we take you on our journey of making our dreams a reality. Ashel is a full-time entrepreneur with a specialization in digital marketing, and Veli works a 9-to-5 job while managing her businesses on the side. If you want tips, tricks, and a good laugh, keep listening. Whether you're new or you've been listening from day one, we thank you for tuning in and ask you to share our podcast with your friends and business partners. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Hey guys! It's Belly and it's Ashel here, and welcome back to another episode of Big Dreams, Small Pockets. So this is a special episode. Um, in our first season, Ashel did her an episode by herself, and I was indebted to do one for myself as well. Um, I guess this is the time, but you know, Ashel is here in person. Um, Moral support, guys. Yes. Support. <laughs> so maybe you'll hear a kick, um, laugh. Maybe you'll hear a mmm, but you really won't hear much of her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is the solo episode. So if you guys don't like listening to me, you can stop the video, um, stop the podcast now. What the fuck? I'm just letting them know because it's, you know, all me. Um, but if you do keep playing, lucky you. Uh, full, you know, dosage of belly. Um, so in today's episode, uh, before I even get into what I want to talk about, I want to talk, uh, what, what do I want to do? I want to do unpopular opinion. This is something that has been uh grinding my gear not for a long time but just recently i realized it's just so common and i'm over it i am so tired of the word normalize oh. <laughs> i'll be quiet guys i'll be quiet <laughs> i'm so tired of the word normalize i can't get with it anymore it's let's normalize this let's normalize that why you gotta normalize something to do it? Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Me, people call me weird. People say I'm different, or whatever the case is, and that's fine. You think you think I give a business? I don't. I don't bother with it. So it's like literally, they'll be like, "Let's normalize," you know, best. I saw this TikTok. Let's normalize best friends buying a, a house together. If you want to do that, do that. Don't put the let's normalize this. Normal, what is so good about normal? What is so good about normalizing something? Like, let's just do it. People will give you hate, shit, you know, just they will stress you out for anything that you do, even if it's something that is quote unquote normalized. I am just tired of, you know, having the let's normalize. I do not like it anymore. At first, I was like, yeah, let's normalize this. But after a while, everything got to be normalized. If everything is normal, then what isn't? You know, and if you guys cannot see, or well, you guys can't see who's listening to the podcast, Ash is doing really great with the gestures. <laughs> we enjoy that. But I generally do not like the, the, the term let's normalize anymore. And I really don't like it because I feel like the term normalize means, you know, let's make it okay. And I don't like that. You do it and it is okay to you. We're not going to like everything that you do and even things that are quote unquote normal or normalized in society 
not everyone is in agreement with, not everyone likes, not everyone you know thinks it should be happening. So personally, I am down with the like down meaning like I'm not for it, but I'm over it. Like I'm over the let's normalize. I think instead of trying to let's normalize something, just do it. And if somebody else likes what you do, they're probably gonna do it too, and so on and so forth. The the trying to make something okay or trying to give it a pass because you know not everyone does it in society is is, is I'm over that. So that's my little rant. That's my unpopular opinion of the um, day. You know, if you agree, great. If you don't, that's cool. Put it in the comments. Um, message us, DM us on why you agree or why you don't agree. Um, so what I really want to talk to you guys about today is kind of like a life update for me. I feel like I don't, I generally don't give much life updates. I'm generally a closed off person. Um, I'm generally just kind of like, you know, I'm good, I'm cool, I'm fine, I'm just breezing, maxing. Um, but quite frankly, I am tired. I am exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. This whole idea and notion of us having to be, you know, financially responsible, us having to work on our body, work on our mind, you know, just kind of be this, you know, all-encompassed, ideal human being for our generation is sickening. You know, let my body fall, be, lay it be. You know, let me be struggle with my mental health. Let me, you know, like I cannot balance everything. I cannot try to be the perfect entrepreneur. I cannot try to have the perfect mindset and manifest and mantra every day. Then I cannot kind of work on my body every day. To try to do all that is makes me so exhausted. And, you know, it's something that I still do try to do, yes, but it's just something I'm acknowledging that is just so tiring. It is just so that's what it is. That side was is what it is. You know, feeling like, you know, all aspects of my life need to be taken care of. All aspects of my life had to be have to be filled and fed into. And it's just it is tiring, guys. We do not well, me, I do not succeed at everything. I struggle a lot and I'm okay with struggling if I know it's getting me to something, but I just feel like there's society nowadays has this picture of what we should be doing. Back then it was really just find a spouse, procreate, buy a house, uh, retire. That was it. Now, us as, you know, self-awareness, you know, fighting in even more movements, you know, like, just conquering social media, you know, it's just, are you uh, manifesting your life, you know? And don't get me wrong, I love looking at manifestation, but I feel like it's not for everybody. And I feel like, None of these things or what we are stating that how we all need to, you know, be or do or how we should live is not for everybody. Not everybody wants to be physically fit. Not everybody wants to have a stable mental health, you know, because, you know, just my mental health surprises me and I like being surprised. What's wrong with that? <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's just, I just, I'm just exhausted of feeling like I have to be not perfect, but I have to have, I have to be working on all parts of me all the time. And it's like, I just can't anymore. I still try to take care of myself. I'll still try to do things that are important to me, but feeling forced to or feeling like I have to have my shit together is exhausting. Do I blame social media for it? Yes, I do blame social media for it. Do I blame social media for all of it? No, I don't. You know, I have a successful friend group and I say successful in my friends are just all amazing in, in just so many different routes, so many different realms that it's like, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of something from each one of my friends that I admire and that I would like to be and I aspire to be. So it's me trying to work and attain that thing that I lack. So now I've got like five 
great friends with five great attributes that I feel like can benefit me as a person that I'm working to be. So not only am I working to be less, um, to procrastinate less, now I'm working to be more this and more that. It's just, it's so tired of working. I just, I keep saying I want to retire. I want to retire. I think it's time to retire and not retire like, oh, just collect the paycheck, but retire from feeling like I have to do it all. It's truly exhausting. Do I like to be busy? I do, but I also don't like to feel like I'm missing out on life. And I feel like the past month and a half, longer, but really the past month um, kind of instilled it to me where I feel like I'm missing out on life because I'm so busy trying to do the things that I think will get me to this great future. But like I told you guys in past episodes, I'm never, I will never achieve the future. So me trying to work hard to attain something I can't even guarantee I just realized recently that I don't want to do that anymore. Not saying I'm going to just drop everything, but it's more so like I just don't want to be this hardworking person every single day. Like I want to take a break. I One of my coworkers um, randomly went to Florida for the weekend and she just invited me and I couldn't because I had work. Not just one job, but I had multiple jobs to do. I had my appointment in the gym to, to attend to. I had my businesses, I had my packages I had to mail out. I had so many things to do within the span of three days and she went to freaking Florida just to sit by the ocean because she was dealing with some stress. And I was just, that made me realize that I used to be the person to do spontaneous trips. To, you know, just get up and go or just do something for myself. And it may not be expensive, but I was still doing things for myself. And I look back and I was like, I can't tell you the last time I was spontaneous. And that's why I've been feeling like myself. Because part of my nature is spontaneity. Part of my nature is adventure. Um, and I've been waiting to travel internationally. I like culture. And, you know, there's so much culture that I'm not aware of in the Eastern Hemisphere. I'm not saying there's you no know, culture in all these beautiful islands. There are, but... I'm just truly fascinated with a lot of the European culture. It's just always been something I've been interested in. So for me, going to different countries in Europe is just, it feeds my soul. It gives me the wanderer vibes. I'm a wanderer, guys. But I realized I can do that without traveling internationally. I've never been to um, LA. I've never been to Colorado. Colorado is a place I want to go to so bad because there's so many great freaking views. I've never been to so many states in the United States where I'm just like, I don't even have to travel internationally to see something new. I can go to a, a state in America. So I made it a mission that twice this year, I don't know when, I'm going to just, in a time frame of less than a month, I'm going to decide I'm going somewhere and I'm going to go. The finances, I am believing it will come to me and that will be when I'm, I know I'm able to go. Um, I do try to save my money. I do try to like be responsible as they say. Um, but I just know that when the time comes, when I'm, I'm going to feel it and I'm going to go. Uh, kind of relating to something, but not relating to something since it's a Valentine's weekend. One of my favorite um, Valentine's Day years, moment, weekends, was about three, four, three years ago, I think. And that's where like my boyfriend and I randomly decided to go to Canada. Like I think we decided a week and a half maybe two weeks before we went and we didn't buy a flight only thing we really did was book an airbnb i think the week before so it was like valentine's weekend was like the the friday or whatever the case is we booked the airbnb the monday and we drove up to canada and then it was so amazing because we saw what is this thing called the niagara falls at sunrise 
when I tell you that was so gorgeous, and then like at one point um, we had to stop because I really had to pee, and we like we came out the car because I wasn't coming out the pitch of my car by myself, so I made him come out with me. You know, I'm scared of being um, snatched. So if some if they gonna snatch, they gonna have to snatch one of us. Hopefully, you know. <laughs> you can laugh out loud. You know how it is. But like, you know, so I made him come out the car with me because I'm scared of the dark. Um, and the stars were so beautiful. I've never seen the stars the way I did that night. And I always remember that picture. It was because there was not a lick of light besides the um, the headlights from the car. And it was so beautiful. And the entire trip itself was so much fun. Like, he almost died that trip. <laughs> I peer pressured him to do something that I shouldn't have done. But I, thank God he made it because I just I kept on thinking about the headlines and how I would have to call his mom. But that was the only downfall of that trip. Now we can kiki about it. <laughs> but that was the only downfall. That trip was so amazing. And it was amazing because it was so spontaneous. It's because we just kind of figured out what we were going to do. And that's, you know, that's when uh, Black Panther came out. And it was the rave, and we were supposed to go see it. And that's when the whole big thing happened. Like, it was just, honestly, that was a really fun trip. And it was such a fun trip, again, because it was spontaneous. It's the spontaneity that really made me excited, because I didn't know what was going to happen next. Like, we didn't plan to go to Niagara Falls from the week before. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, hey, you know, we're actually going to be at the Niagara, I'll be across, you know, be in that area. Why don't, and we have... We had like, I think five hours before we had to check in. We was just like, oh, let's just go see Niagara Falls. It ended up being gorgeous. Like everything that happened on that trip was like a, oh, hey, let's just, oh, well, we've got some time. So maybe we should just, I had the, was it the great steak? I don't even know if it's great steak, but I had great food. And we just so happened to find that place. Like nothing about that trip was planned. And that is me as a person. And I say, I gave this long example of this trip just to say like, those are the kind of adventures I like. And those are the things I've been missing. And, you know, my soul feels unfed. And so I'm in a space where, yes, I'm going to work towards my future, whatever that may be, continue to work in my career and business. But I felt like I truly feel like I've lost myself and I want to work back on finding myself because it's just so hard to be this well-balanced person. This shit is exhausting, like I said. But yeah. How long have I been going? It's only been 13 minutes. Oh, I'm so exhausted. This is why I like when you talk because I just feel like I'm, they're just listening to me like, so you're not going to take a break? You know what? I'm just take like three seconds of being quiet and letting you guys <laughs> process what I said. That was good, guys. That was a good moment of silence. I just felt like I talked so much and I know it's my episode, but bro, it was exhausting. I was just like, so she's not gonna stop. I was, you know, I usually stop to let Ashole see what she gotta say, but there was no point where Ashole was gonna come in. So it was just like, okay, alright. Um, but in terms of, I guess I can up, update you guys in terms of where I am in life. Um, I graduated school officially, well, I was done in December, so I'm class of 2021, but they didn't confirm me and stuff. I just received my diploma in the mail last week, and it's sad to say, but it brought nothing to me. Like, you work so hard to attain something, and then when you get it, you think it's going to bring you such joy, and it, it didn't. 
it was cool. Like I'm looking for a diploma case for it and that's fun. But beyond that, it didn't really do what I thought it was going to do for me. Um, and that's just to show like you can't put your happiness in material things. You can't put your happiness in anything but yourself because what you think will make you happy in the future probably won't. The idea of the, you know what something will do for you and how happy it will make you is usually always greater than what it actually does for you. Um, and I've learned that these past few weeks with many things in my life where I just feel like the things that I thought would make me so much more happy or would be like, oh my God, I'll be so happy when I attain this. I wasn't. Not that I wasn't grateful, not that I'm like, I'm happy, but not the level I thought, not the level I put expectations on. I put expectations, high expectations on a lot of material things, materialistic things, a lot of, you know, um, external accomplishments, you know, things that you can... Um, count um you know you can quantify i i made my happiness quantifiable and i realized that that's not good i'm not crying guys i got a little deep stuff in my throat <laughs> it's not like my voice is breaking like i'm about to start crying i was like let me clear the ear <laughs> let me drink a little water it's another moment in silence yeah give me a second <clears throat> i'm back anyways <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I feel like um, I've been quantifying my happiness and I realized that that isn't good. Not only is it not good, but I just feel like it was, it just didn't do what I wanted it to do. It didn't give what it was supposed to give. Um, so yeah, I got my diploma. So yeah, that's an accomplishment I did. Again, I'm happy, I'm grateful that I, I finished and it's done, but it, again, it didn't change anything for me. Um, for the past few months, well, actually, for about two years now, because how long have we been working on the live show? Since 2020, right? Four months. So, for almost two years, while we were looking for the live show, now I can, I guess, tell you guys about something that I've been working on. Um, I've been working on, we were working on finding a spot for the live show, and I realized event spaces are very expensive, one, and they're hot in commodity because you need an event space for any event, which is why it's called an event space. So, I was like, you know, I want to really, I want to have my own event space. So this was back in the beginning of 2020, actually 2019, because we started working on this in 2019. So I was thinking about it in 2019, but it's, I think it's in early 2020, and I really just like, yo, I really want to do this. So I started doing research. So that means, so just giving you guys time frames to show that it's not something I've thought or, you know, had in the back of my mind, just like a, a month or two. Like this has been something that I've been thinking about for a while. Um, long story short, I've been doing my research on this and I finally got myself into the place. Thank you to Ashley because she really helped me. <laughs> She's shaking her hands. No, she didn't. But um, I can tell you guys, I guess, how I got this space. I remember I was doing, I was uh, spoken to some like people. I was doing my research and I was touring some spaces and whatever the case is. And it was a rainy day. And I was on the phone with Ashley and I was just telling her about what I didn't like, what I did like about the stores or whatever the case is. And then, she was just like, you know what's crazy? My sister's leaving her store because her sister had a fulfillment store. And she was just like, you might want to come and look at it. But Ashley was like, this place is horrible though. I really don't think it's a good space for you, but you can come and look at it. So I drove to her place, got the keys, drove to this place, and I fell in love instantaneously. I was like, this is the spot for me. <clears throat> um, this was early last year. And she was just like, no, this is a bad space. It has just a, a rat infestation in the back. It has fly infestation. The, the heating doesn't work. Like, you know, she was giving me a list of the problems, but 
when you see a vision you see a vision so i saw a vision i was just like nah i'm telling you like let this be it like this is my trial place like i could see this being the spot um and she was like okay i'm just telling you you know it's not the best you know you do you do you but i'm just telling you this place is gonna need a lot and i don't think you should put your money into this which what she was saying was very true but i again i was being very stubborn uh i ended up working towards you know working with the the landlord um, and if you guys hear the last episode where we were talking about It's a Man's World, this was the perfect example where, you know, it was a situation where I was, it was kind of like, you know, this is the kind of person that you need a man to be present for um, because he he does business better with men than women. Let's put it as that, at that, but it was only me. I was, you know, like I didn't have, it's not I didn't have male, male in my life, but I just didn't, I couldn't, I'd like to do things on my own. That's just really, I like to do things on my own. I don't like asking for help, but I like knowing that how I accomplished this and I was able to attain this because I have this mindset of feeling like, you know, I got so much help in my life that it makes me feel like I can't accomplish things on my own. So I've been trying to do things on my own to, I guess, self for self-gratification that I can do things, that I can accomplish things without feeling like I have to rely and lean on people. Call that be a negative trait, something to work on, whatever. Talk to my therapist about it. But, <laughs> but, you know, like the deal essentially fell through with him and it did, it, took, it did take a blunder. I was like, damn, this is sad. This is sucks. I really wanted this place. But, uh, I don't know. I was then a few months later, I was working on another space. I was looking at another space with some, another agent. He was constantly sending me listings for spaces. And this same landlord had contacted me back and was just like, hey, do you still want this space? And out of nowhere, and this was at this point now, this is the end of November 2021. And I was just like, um, yeah, a lot of the pro um, problems I had with the space that I expressed to him, he had fixed it in those months. And the space was presented differently when I came back and visited it. And this time I did have my stepfather to come and view it, whatever the case may be. but. For the most part of the deal, it was really just still me. I didn't have a man come with me until I was getting ready to sign. So it wasn't like if, you know, I knew that I had somebody else help me and, you know, kind of do the heavy lifting for me. I kind of made it known to this, to my landlord, like, it's just me, but don't, don't take me lightly. Um, I literally was in here just doing things that I can and I, I really shouldn't be doing again my father does construction so a lot of things like I, I feel like I can do anything I feel like I'm a jack of all trades you're not about to tell me I couldn't do anything the doors needed insulation so I insulated the doors you know the the floorboards needed patching up so I bought wood fillers and was out here trying to lay the groundwork and shit like I was doing whatever I needed to be done I literally just I repainted like bathroom cabinets, spray painted, do this, do that. Like I really took my time and, you know, put what I wanted to in this place. And the place looks great now. I'm happy for it. Um, but when I signed up those keys and, you know, I did all of that, each time I came in here, I didn't have happiness. Like I was grateful for being in here and I was grateful that I got this accomplishment. You know, my first investment property, yada, yada. You know what people like to see, but I felt none of that. I felt like this is great uh, i'm grateful 100 percent to have made it this far but the happiness i thought it would have made me and i just i told you guys the long story to kind of picture my journey with the space and you would picture having to go through that for years of thinking planning working things falling through and then things coming back together at the end 
you would think that so much happiness would be brought with it, but it wasn't. There was not the happiness that I was, I was, I thought I would have. And funny enough, you know, the space, graduation, all of this is happening around the same time. So you think that my happiness would be double. I'm on cloud nine. I barely was on cloud three, to tell you the truth, you know? Then unfortunately, um, I recently lost my car in an accident. That's my first car, y'all. I had that car for five years, going on six years. And I was so sad. That's the first time I cried in a full year, like really cry. Like that was my baby. And like, that brought me more sadness than anything I accomplished brought me happiness. And it was crazy because it's like, you would think that with all the goodness I have going on in my life, I would be like, you know, well, everything happens for a reason. Like, no, I mean, the day after and two days after I was able to start processing it and it still made me sad, but I felt more losing my car than I did, you know, getting my first event, uh, investment property. I felt more sad with my car than I did, you know, getting a diploma, a master's degree, but I busted my ass out four row degree, like four row GPA, like all of these great things. And I just, I didn't feel it. Um, so that's really what I've been doing. Um, I applied to some PhD programs and I got my first denial in the mail the other day. And when I tell you, not even in the mail, in the email, and they had the audacity to start the letter as their applicant. You tell me you couldn't have generated, paid a, paid a coder to put my name on this. Y'all really applicated me. They sunned me on a different level. So not only are you denying me, but you really tell me that that's just a number to you. A number that y'all really, and I paid for this application to go through. So you could have took, take my money and then send me my name. Dear Veli, you have been denied. I would have felt better. I would have felt better, but they really just signed me on a different level. So that took a blow. How do I feel now? I don't know. It is what it is. I'm going to hit him up. My sister and my brother is like, yo, hit him up and tell him what's wrong with y'all. They ain't say it like that, but essentially that's what they said to do. So I will send them an email and be like, you know, thank you so much for following back up with me. You know, I would just like to know um, tips, you know, to help improve my application for the future. Blah, blah, blah. If they answer, they do it. If she doesn't, she doesn't. I'm going to send another email if she don't answer, but then I'm going to leave it alone. Um... I have a few more application responses to hear back from and for a little bit I lost my belief in myself with this application because that school was my realist opportunity in my opinion. That school was in New York City in Manhattan so it was near where you know I'm planning to move soon. Where, when, how, don't ask me those questions because I can't give you the answers but I know I'm going to move soon. Um, so it, to me that place is in, in the perfect location. It was a fully funded program. They, you know, one of their questions was specifically asking about diversity and how I can bring diversity to them. And, you know, as a black female um, immigrant coming from another country, um, facing diversities on a regular basis, coming from having nothing and making it all the way to where I have, I feel like I check off multiple diversity boxes. I even made a joke like, damn, the only diversity box I didn't check off was disability. Now, if... <laughs> If I did, I think they would have been like, yeah, no, she's the pinnacle of diversity. But I even threw in, oh, I didn't throw in having two surgeries where I couldn't walk. I should have done that. It was only 250 words. I had to, like, throw everything in, but whatever. Um, you know, it was a great school, and I feel like it was a realistic school. It was a, the school, the program itself was a great program, but it's, an, it's a slept-on school. So I thought other people would sleep on it. No, everyone was woke. Everyone was aware. Everyone was up on game, and I was upset. It's because it's a fully funded program, and it's hard to find. Mm -hmm. 
but that's fine. Um, the other options I have are one of them is one of the best programs in Jersey, which makes me nervous. Not saying I'm underqualified, but I messed up a lot in my undergrad, which is why I strive to get a 4.0 in my master's program to prove that listen like you know i may have messed up with undergrad but I, that doesn't mean i know i'm not good enough and this is me showing you hey academics wise i know i'm good enough i have career experience i have research experience you know i do my own ventures so i'm not only focused on just this um so i'm hoping that that's good enough for one of the other schools, and I even practice like my acceptance speech when I accept an award in one of the major APA um, psychological conventions in like 15 years, and I would talk about how the school denied me and how that was part, they weren't part of my journey, but you know, I need somebody to accept me. I need somebody, <laughs> I really need someone to accept me, and it's like I've been having to, this first denial, I guess for me, was me processing the fact that I might be denied from every other school. Because for me, I wasn't thinking about denial. I kept my mind focused on acceptance. I kept my mood focused on acceptance. But when the denial happened, you know, it's a 50-50. As you can be accepted, you can be denied. So now that this denial happened, it made me feel like, damn, these other schools can do the same thing for me. And what next? Like something that I've thought about for years, something that I wanted to do. Like, what do I do if this doesn't happen, if this doesn't go through? And it's not like I won't be okay, but it's just, you know, I have a dream. You know, I'm no MLK, but we all dream. Um, so what do I do if I do not get accepted? I don't know. And I that's another reason I've been so, I'm so private and closed off with a lot of things I want to do. As, you know, Ash and I spoke about in past episodes, you know, do you fail in silence or fail out loud? I like to fail in silence, which is why I've been so quiet on certain things. But, you know, like, naturally things become public or more aware to people around you and i think for me the disappointment wouldn't be to others but it would be to myself because this is something that i truly there's a lot of things i do just to do but this is something that i truly want to do and truly believe in but i know that if it doesn't happen i can i can apply next year but what i know <laughs> like, i just i won't um but if not i and, you know, what do I do? Do I create a backup plan and then split my faith from, you know, putting all of my eggs in one basket and believing this can happen? Or split my faith and think, well, I'm putting energy into the what if it doesn't go through? So what do I do? So I'm in a space where I'm just going to continue to have hope but not focus on it. And if it, when, if, when, however it may be, it happens, great. But if it doesn't happen, I'll take it from there. Um, there's still so many things I want to do in my life that I know I don't need a PhD for, but it's something that I truly want. Um, so we'll see. We shall see people. Y'all hearing this? I'm hearing this. We, you know, I'm just hoping that somebody comes in for an interview. Um, no, literally, fingers crossed. Where else have I been? Where else have I been? We're about to end this in like five minutes, guys. I'm tired. But I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. Um, let's see. In... I've been really good with last episode we talked about, you know, I do a wake up to the morning manifestation, try to pray, journal. I've been journaling a lot in January. Um, I've honestly fallen off with those things. And I let me tell you guys why I've fallen off. I think I told you guys this a few episodes ago about our body being, um, having a homeostasis. My homeostasis is not a manifesting journaling 
um, high vibe person. My homeostasis is messy environment, procrastination, self-doubt. That's my homeostasis. That's who I've been for so long that, you know, that's why I tend to fall off so much because my body brings me back down to homeostasis. And so I couldn't figure out why I was struggling with journaling because I was doing so well in January. I, you know, I started eating unhealthy out of nowhere, eating my feelings. Like, you know, I like to eat my feelings here and there, but it got really bad in January. I, I, I like to measure my body just, you know, to see my growth. Um, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> it's because my body and mind is so used to a state of homeostasis. It's so used to a state of, I do well under pressure. I do great with last minute work. I do great with like, throw me under pressure when it comes to production, when it comes to just completion of any task, I will thrive under pressure. And that is my body's natural state of being under pressure, letting shit fall until it's time for me to like get it together the last minute. And like, I don't let shit hit the fan. I let shit float right to the very last blade before it's about to hit the fan that I get it together. And that is my natural state of being under pressure, being stressed because I saw I produced my best work. But I don't like that because I never like the feeling of the stress. I guess internally I do, but externally I don't like it. So I'm realizing that I'm going to have to force myself even harder, not to be perfect, not to be well balanced, but to bring myself out of a state of homeostasis and create a new state of homeostasis. Creating a new state of homeostasis, creating a new standard, a new ideal, a new you know balance, or however you want to put it for yourself, doesn't take a week, it doesn't take two weeks, it takes months. Sometimes if your habit is so hard, if it's so tough, it will take years to break out of certain things. And you may not understand why. Like, you know, we'll see our life deteriorating in front of our eyes. And we know it's not good, but we'll continue to do it. It's because your natural state of being is what your body's trying to bring you back to, your body and your mind. So it's like you don't want it to happen, but it happens. So that's when you have to counterattack and push a little harder, even though it's so hard to push. I'm telling you guys, I, I know it's just so hard to want to do better, even though you don't like what's happening because you're so used to being in that state. It's like, and this again, I'm wrapping it up. It's like having a messy room. If your room is too messy, you're like, ah, oh, no, I'm wrong. I got to get it together. Let me clean it up. But if your room is too clean, you'll leave your pants on the floor, but you won't, you won't, you won't care. You'll, you know, leave a cup or a bottle of water in the room, but you won't care because it's fine. It's, it's still relatively clean, like, you know. Um, but that's naturally your brain and your mind bringing you back down to homeostasis. But if it gets really wild, as some people like to call the depression room, where it gets really, it's a tornado, that's when you look at it and be like, oh no, this isn't good. Because that's way past your homeostasis. You've passed your point of mess that's okay and comfortable and your natural balance. That's anything we do in life. And so I realized a lot of the things that I'm doing or working on, I stopped or fell off for because I, um... I didn't, it's not my homeostasis. So long story short, I'm working on creating a new one. Um, and that's where I am in life, guys. I don't know if you guys can relate. If you can, yeah, if you can't, cool. Um, I think every day I'm doing okay. I wanna do better, but I'm not going to force or feel like I have a timeline, time frame. I'm just going to continue to try and do. Um, and I'm just trying to figure my life out the way everybody else's finances is, is crazy right now. One of my friends told me that how my financial situation fascinates her. I said, girl, me too. <laughs> 
my financial situation fascinates me too because I can't see how somebody who works so hard seldom has money. Um, but that for somebody who rarely has money is still able to make certain things happen. I just don't get it. But I know that I will be okay. If it's one thing I know is I will be okay. And as money comes, it goes. And as it goes, it comes. So that's one of my, that can say is my grounding principle when it comes to finances. So some days I'm up, some days I'm down. I know that each day I will be closer to not having to have such low downs. But, you know, mm, working on it. Um, I don't think I have anything else to tell you guys. If you got, again, if you guys relate to stuff, send me a message, DM, comment, you know, what your thoughts and opinions are. If I said something that resonated, if I didn't, it's cool. Just let me know. And as always, I encourage you guys to like, comment, and subscribe. Give us a review. We truly, truly appreciate it. Um, this is probably one of the very last or few times you'll hear me by myself. Um, <laughs> we will love Ash Hole back. Um, do you have anything to say at the end since I'm done? No. <laughs> That's she that was beautiful. <laughs> um, and thank you so much, guys. I hope you have a wonderful day or night. We're done.